What is going on, Devil fans? Welcome back to the Trap Podcast. I am your host, Bill Botch, alongside Bill Sr. and our buddy, Patty Chambro in the building, joining us on today's episode. Patty, what up, buddy? Nothing, man. Um, it is uh, October 23rd at 5.20 p.m., and... Um, we actually we took a couple of days off after the Devils game on Long Island, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, and that that game to me had some meat on the bone too. There was a lot to go over. Uh, the Devils finally got their legs underneath them, and uh, we'll we'll jump into that. Um, what'd you get into this weekend, Patty? Uh, I was out in San Jose for uh, for work and. Uh, was able to hit up the uh, Sharks Bruins game on Thursday. Uh, decent building. I mean, well, that's a lie. It's kind of an ugly building uh, on the inside, but uh, good food options. Uh, you know, the Sharks really stink, uh, but Bruins looked solid. Uh, it was a fun game to go to. Yeah. I got lower bowl tickets for like sixty bucks, and uh, yeah, it was. I got was able to get uh, a trap podcast sticker out, yeah. out there right beneath the Snap yeah, really Center cool. sign. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there might have been more Bruins. Like, not might have. There was definitely more Bruins fans there than Sharks fans. Uh, but uh, it was cool to get a, get in another building. Nice. Uh, what about you, Dad? Yeah, it was a fun weekend. This weekend, uh, I played golf. Pretty much oh, played nice. golf all weekend. Nice. How'd you hit him? Okay. Some good, some bad. You know, I played with Dave and Sean over at Turtle on Saturday. It was a long day. Okay. I, uh, yeah. So I brought, um, you know, you, dad, you grew up in, in Kearney, New Jersey. So, and, and mom did as well. So you're talking 10 minutes from giant stadium and, uh, just growing up being diehard giants fans as part of our family culture. And, you know, my grandparents were into it and my grandmother and the whole, the whole thing. So I brought the kids to their first Giants game this weekend, and they actually got a W, which was pretty impressive. But, um, you know, think about if you were to have – think about if you were to get sick, the name of a, a, a sickness or uh, a disease that you could have, what would be the worst, the most disgusting-sounding name <laughs> disease you could think of? And cocksacky has to be up towards the top of that. Nobody wants cocksacky. So I actually, it's funny because cock, you know, I was like trying to think of what could sound worse than having cocksacky. And I was like, like cocksucker could be worse than that. But I actually think cocksacky sounds maybe, maybe even worse. It sounds worse. Um, so it sucked because one of my kids, it actually got passed around my family and then one of my uh, Bo had it, and he wasn't able to go to the game yesterday. He was really disappointed. But going to Giants games is like kind of like a rite of passage in our family, and to bring our kids to their first game was really exciting for me. But Bo and Adrian weren't able to make it because Age had to stay home with him, and he was like heartbroken, and I felt so bad. He was crying watching us leave and all of our gear and everything. And we ha we went up with friends. We went up with the Vegas, and Adrian – was like pretty adamant about like you can't let nina who's five she's my five-year-old daughter you can't let her go to the bathroom by herself like you realize that like you married me first of all you think that you would marry someone who would let a five-year-old wander off in giant stadium to use the bathroom so um so adrian made it a point to text lexus Alexis, that, um, listen, if Nina has to go to the bathroom, can you help Bill out and can you bring her to the bathroom for me? So uh, I was like, whatever. Well, we were in the parking lot and and we got there super early and we met friends and stuff when we were tailgating and she had to use the bathroom. So I walked her over to the porter potties and there's like these huge lines. I'm smoking a cigar. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning and it's like, you know, it's a porter potty at giant stadium. You know what I mean? And I'm like, and, and you know, I'm like, I'm like, got her in line and I'm like, all right, you know, I open up the door for her. It's just like, you know, it's like war is hell. You know what I mean? Like, 
my thing. So I open the door, I close it, and I'm like, I'll be right outside. She takes a dump in the porta potty. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god! And and what was crazy was I didn't, Score. I didn't, I didn't know because I was out. I was like standing outside, and I'm like my like innocent daughter my my poor daughter has been exposed to the porta potty a giant stadium and is taking a crap i'm always wondering who these people are that are shooting in the porta potties it's my kid right their last so, name is botch yeah so i it was it was bad because like i i didn't even know and she came out and she was just like oh there you know there's not there, like there's what's the toilet paper situation and i'm like oh you know it's okay it's you know and then she gets home I had no idea. If we want to double down, if we want to double down on this, she had to go to the bathroom at halftime, and Lexus wasn't around. I had to bring her to the bathroom at halftime of a men's bathroom, and I'm like this. I'm like, this is so bad. There's toilets overflowing everywhere, and I had to use the handicap bathroom. I'm like, this is my only chance, and she she was like, I can't go, and I'm like, oh my god. I waited in line for like a half hour to get in there, but I get home and it just like. Yeah, Nina said that she went to the bathroom in the parking lot and she said that there wasn't enough toilet paper and you said, don't worry about it. And I was like, yeah, I know, you know, she peed and like it was disgusting and I just wanted to get her away from the situation as soon as possible. And she was like, you know, she took a shit, right? And I'm just like, <laughs> what? So <laughs> so this morning I had, I woke up and like my first instinct, like she's like laying in bed and I like, woke her up and I had to apologize to her for, I'm sorry, I didn't know that you took a crap and there wasn't enough toilet paper. You know what I mean? Like, it was just. Yeah, I'm sure the rash will go away. In a oh, it, was, <laughs> it was it was just a lot to digest, but um, it was good to see the, the Giants get a win and it was good to see the kids had a great time. And, and um, Patty, I know that you're a Giants fan too. So it was, uh, what do you do with Daniel Jones? Not to not to keep going off on the Giants, but what do you do with Daniel Jones? Um, do you play Tyrod Taylor, or do you or do you bring Daniel Jones back in back into the mix? Yeah, Daniel Jones is a starter. Uh, uh, you know they're not on the same level. You know people are people are like, oh, we should play Tyrod. Okay, they have a combined. 26 points with Tyrod Taylor as their starting quarterback. Like he's yeah. not lighting the world on fire, <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, Daniel Jones is a starter for at least the next year. Um, you know, the bot, they have the op, the team has the opt out after this year. You know, I'm people are going to call me a bad fan, but I'm so sick of the losing and I've been calling for a complete, complete teardown rebuild since 2016. And we haven't gotten it. And, uh, I really just want them to lose every game, and I want a, a new quarterback, a new start. Let's can we please finally move on? Oh from God! I mean, he was he was just awful. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. Um, It'd be nice to see if they could wait a couple more years and get Eli's nephew. That would be very cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be something. But I don't. Uh, we've been losing for yeah. Over, 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 over. So then Bo was like, "Oh, well, I want to go to a game." And then I looked, and it was like Jets Giants this week, and it's so expensive. And there's just like I'm like, "Oh, I don't know if I could do back to back." But yeah. we will be going on Friday. Uh, me and him will be going up to the Devils game. So um, enough about football, and enough about my kids' bowel movements. Uh, on to the next uh, stuff. Here we go. So. Have you checked out the uh, NHL? Um, ESPN just released uh, NHL Edge. Have you seen that? Yeah, I, I looked at it today. You should check I it out. It's pretty cool. That. It's like that. I mean, ESPN can't do anything right for the most part. They released this website. It's called NHL Edge by ESPN. And it's basically all the analytics for every player as it goes and it's really user friendly some of these like evolving hockey and natural stat trick and stuff is like they're all their information is incredibly useful and accurate but it's not really super user friendly uh this nhl edge thing i think is going to allow a lot more maybe people who are on the cusp of casual fan the serious fan who want to dive a little more into the analytics but really aren't willing to do a lot of the legwork, they're going to be able to go here and get some good uh, data that'll give you an idea as to it, am what I am seeing on the ice 
is that represented uh is that represented uh yeah if uh what is it the same yeah if what i'm thinking what is going on as far as analytically so that's something that um uh, you guys should all check out because uh, it looks like it could be very useful for for fans. Um, yeah, one of the things cool. that you brought up, um, and then tomorrow is they're doing the uh, what is that called that they're gonna? I, th- I think they're calling it uh, John Butchergrass's Frozen Frenzy. So it's gonna be. There's every NHL team in the league. Every team in the league tomorrow is playing, and they've staggered all the games so they start 15 minutes after each other. And it's going to be ESPN's going to run like a um, a, like a red zone type thing, but for hockey, you're going to get every power play, every goal uh, in the in in the NHL that night. So pretty cool. I mean, I won't be watching it because we'll be watching you know Devils Devils Habs, but it's a cool idea. It's uh, you know it's you know I think everybody everybody is frustrated with ESPN's content of hockey so far, but this is a good idea. And, uh, it's, uh, excited. To yeah. I think it might be hard to do. With. It's, it's a little different than football, like a red zone channel, because you know, football, there's a lot of time in between plays. So it's probably going to be like a little bit delayed, I would assume. But, um, I think it is cool that ESPN is even trying to do something new when it comes to hockey, uh, and get behind it. Um, I was listening to Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick on the 32 thoughts podcast. And they were talking about how like the gate uh, ticket sales have been a little low for, for the league so far this year. And I thought that that was interesting because the NHL is a very gate driven league. Um, And uh, yeah, I don't know. That's just something that I think anytime that you could try to ESPN, especially try to bring new fans into the game, make it more watchable uh, is, is good for the sport. Um, so what we'll do is we'll cover the game on Friday night versus the Islanders, and then we'll look into the future and, and see what we have ahead, which is like the Devils are finally going to start playing some games. I feel like there's been these long stretches of, of if it feels long. like forever. It feels like we're waiting weeks at a time. Um, we'll, we'll get into the Islander game here. I mean, it was the Devils' first game on the road, and we were wondering what they were going to look like on the road and if they were going to play a little bit more of a simpler game. We have brought that up in previous episodes. Uh, you know, sometimes I think maybe they try to do too much at home. And they try to get a little too cute with it. And sure enough, the Devils came out and they had a really strong performance. I think they came out strong. They, they didn't come out um, flat, but... And we'll t- we're going to touch on certain players, but the first person I want to dive into, and we'll get this out of the way, uh, was Akira Schmid. And I, I thought Schmid had a really rough game, and he fought the puck pretty much the entire night. Uh, the Devils are going to have a good chance to win if you can keep the other team from scoring three goals. I think that we could score, you know, we on average, I would say probably three and a half goals per night. On average, I would say that that's fair. But at some point... You're going to need your goaltending to just be okay, just be average. And Schmid has been far from that so far. It's only been two starts, so I'm not going to, you know, we're not going to dwell on it. I think he's earned himself some leash. And uh, and when you don't play that many games in the beginning of the season and you have all these games, uh, all these days off in between, it could be a little hard to get yourself into a rhythm. So I'm not too worried, but... He is posting a 3.3 goals against average and a save percentage of 8.92. The NHL average is 3.01 and a 900. So he's like below the top 50 goaltenders in the league right now when it comes to that. What one of the things I did notice, the goals against him were bad. Pretty much he would if you were to ask him, I'm sure he would say he wanted pretty much all of them back. But I do think that he did get a little stronger in the third period when it counted the most, despite letting up that goal that tied the game. I thought for the most part, he played better in the third period than he played in the first two periods. Dad, what were when you were looking at Schmidt, are you worried yet? What would you think of his performance on Friday night? I mean... I wouldn't say I'm worried. I don't think I'm worried. He didn't play well. And I, I think it's amazing that him and VTech both have identical 
uh, save percentages, 892, um, which is, you know, it's not good. What's that, 37 and 40 or something? They're they're uh, ranked in the league, so they're, they're not doing well at all. Um, he doesn't look he he doesn't look exactly the same as he did last year. Like that that you know uh, limited movement. He was always in the right position, very robotic, moving around. Um, it's two games. Not gonna you know not gonna start shooting flares yet. But it's 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 it would be nice to see you know see either one of those guys play a little stronger game. Yeah, Patty, I mean, like, we're a team that we, you picked the Devils to win the Stanley Cup, and a lot of people did. And I think that that is a very fair and honest pick. I mean, how long do you think Fitzgerald lets this go on if he doesn't get adequate goaltending before he knows, listen, I have, I've assembled the the necessary roster to really take us to the next level. I might have to make a move in that. You know, it's um, well to start with the uh, to start with the game. Like it was incredibly frustrating because on the other end of the ice, I Ilya Sorokin oh, was, was just crazy. insane. Uh, like that game, like the game, the like the the Devil Skaters played so well. That game should have been like yeah. eight to two. Uh, that's how good they played. Uh, but Sorokin was just uh, he's a man child. You know, it, it, it was he was it was quite fun to watch. Uh, actually, as fun to watch a goaltender. That's how. Uh, good he was playing but uh you know the rest of the team started out slow so and we're kind of hammering the goalies because we were so nervous about it coming into the season um i'm not shooting flares yet um i think you guys know i'm a vtech guy i think vtech is you know i think i don't really think it's 1a 1b i think vtech is the starter and that i would have it's back to your point about them having such a delay with these games you know I really thought they should have played VTech, but you know they want to get they want to get Akira starts, but you know it's um, they're not they can't. There's also no real goalie to trade for at the end of the day. Like, where are you going to find the guy you're looking for? Because you're not going to find a guy that's better than VTech, in my opinion. It would be and to me, it would be it would Akira's be backup. And you know, Saros is the only guy is the only guy I see that would be available. And I think I'm not sure I'm not necessarily sold that Nashville would want to trade him, but I don't think Trotz is going to say it. I really would. Trotz is going to trade him. It does. Yeah, I am. I'm. I'm a little. I am a little concerned because I did want to see. I do want to see, and I said this prior to the season started. I want to know what I have in Akira Schmidt. So I want to see him get as many starts as possible. Um, in with within reason. I mean, I'm saying 50-50 split or even a 60, a 60 VTech 40 Schmidt split, just so I know what I have because there's the sample size has been pretty small when it comes to Schmidt's uh, time on ice. And like you said, like Sorokin was insane. If it wasn't for Sorokin, the Devils would have definitely been up 3-1 in the first. He had a huge save on Dougie Hamilton, who came in and fired one that Sorokin fought off with his shoulder. With, um, and then he had that crazy save on Jack Hughes, where Jack Hughes showed all that patience in front of the net and was able to to you know stick handle around and try to get it over him. He made a crazy glove save. And then Brat kind of shot that puck into him a little bit on that open net. Um, but either way, this game could have been way out of control very early. Uh, Sorokin is uh, obviously is the real deal. Dougie Hamilton had six shots on net in the first period in Friday night. Wow. I, I love I love it. I love how he's. I think his puck. biggest save was against go. Bastion. It's like how he got his leg over there, how he, he wound up catching that one on his toe was was amazing. But he did. He you know, he played he played really well and not to, you know, drub our goalies. Our defense really isn't playing fantastic. So, you know, you gotta you gotta they gotta No, they are not. You gotta take a look at them too. Marino hasn't played a a, a strong game yet. Their first goal, watching their first goal, Ball had the the man tied up, and he, you know, it got passed over to Marino's side, and Marino just abandoned, 
uh, Martin when he scored. So, yeah, I mean, I think I liked what I've seen out of Luke Hughes so far. So, like, when you talk, let's talk about the back end. Like, can we agree that maybe Dougie Hamilton might be the most underrated player? One of the most, I'm not saying the most, but one of the most underrated players in the league. Like, this guy is has been on fire another huge goal in the game on friday night so the pairing of him and siegenthaler i think are fine i we've been saying this from the beginning there's definitely an opportunity luke hughes has been not great not bad he's been good he's been okay he's been handling his own he's look looks like he's getting into a bit of a rhythm and he's looking more comfortable and that's what you want to see. The game will slow down to him a little bit, and it'll allow him to really do some of the crazy things that he's capable of doing. I think there's an opportunity to move Luke Hughes up and play him with Marino, and then you could move Ball down, and we'll we'll talk about Brendan Smith again. But it's like Marino has struggled, and I don't think it has anything to do with Kevin Ball being his partner. But maybe if you had somebody that could carry the puck a little bit more, uh, it could take some of the pressure off of him. I don't know. But, yeah, the back end has not looked the same. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think the problem is, Patty, with you know Marino struggling a little bit and obviously Brendan Smith struggling a little bit? What, do you, what are you noticing or what sticks out to you on the back end? Well, I'm not going to answer the Brendan Smith question because we know what the issue is there. And it's just, it's, I'm, I tried to look at it with a glass half full earlier in the season. And now I'm just, it just angers me when I see him out there. Um, he just doesn't belong on the team. He doesn't belong in the NHL. It's uh, incredibly frustrating. But as far as Marino goes, I think it's just like the rest of the team. They start like, you know, Nico started slow. Marino started slow. Schmidt started slow, you know. Uh, more reps. I think they just need to get into the thick of things. They need to get more reps. I think the uh, the road trip is going to help them. I know Marino struggled on the island, but uh, I'm very interested to see how he plays up in Montreal. Give it, like they've all all the players have all talked about how they love being on the road together. They love the camaraderie of it, and they, you know it's just different when they play on the road. Um, but uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not nervous about Marino yet, but like you said, I would like to see him play with Luke Hughes. Uh, I mean, the three of us have been banging that drum for a while now um, just because it just makes the most sense. Um, that's Yeah, so we just, at the end of the day, uh, the the uh, common denominator yeah, is we don't Brian have Fence Smith. <laughs> and we have the answer. You know? well, I really well, think we do. Yeah, I and really we have the we answer. Do. I really think Nemitz could come up and play. Um is Colin Miller hurt? I know he ran into the boards last uh, week and yeah, he, he left. So he's he's not even practicing. Yeah, he is. Because I was wondering why they called Cal Foot yeah, up today. Because um, they put no. Nose, uh, I know Nosek they put Nosek on IR, IR but I, did, I wasn't aware yeah. that, that Miller wasn't practicing. I thought that he was still practicing. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, give him a chance, man, you know. Well, I, I, a chance. I posted something on Twitter about how, like, I, I, for God's sake, like I've seen enough of Brendan Smith to where it, he's not learning from his mistakes anytime soon. So if you're going to have a kid out there or a, just a player in general who's going to make mistakes, at least put someone out there who's going to be able to learn from those mistakes and who has a higher ceiling and think of it as an investment. You know what I mean? To where you might not reap the rewards from it now, but you're not getting any better play right now anyway. So the way that I look at it as this is a missed opportunity for Nemitz to be getting some good reps, knowing that you really don't have any better options. You're not sacrificing the good of the team in order for this kid to get reps. Um, and and Billy, th think about it. Think about it. He had a better camp than Hughes. And Hughes looks pretty good. Could you imagine what Hughes is going to be 30 games in to, to the year? I mean, I, I, the 20 I think games. that you need, you need 20 games. Your internet's not working, Dad. You, you think they're, you're 20 games to uh, for Nemich in the AHL? Is that no, what you're saying? I'm saying I, 20 I, games I thought it would have did the, the Devils good to have Nemitz up here and then 
while the first 20 games of the NHL season are going on, it's a little sloppy and like teams are not really, they're not as dialed in. And I thought it would have been a good opportunity for him to maybe take advantage of the rest of the league, how they get off to a sloppy start in the first month of the season and then be able to learn from that. Um, but that's not the case. The Devils call up Cal Foot today, which, listen, I'm all for playing Cal Foot or seeing Cal Foot come in and play. Um, if it means that we don't have to watch Smith anymore, I'm open to really anybody to come in and just see what they have to offer because what they have right now is not sustainable. Um, yeah. yeah. I actually, I, Totally just mixed up Cal Foot and Nolan Foot when we were, as I was like, Doug, they called them up because Nasik's on IR. No, uh, it's the other foot, the other brother. Um, but anyway, the, de the defense as a whole, outside of like, well, on the back end, they've just struggled immensely in every game. I've, they, you know, they're just, they're just, they're just not getting back. They're getting beat. They're getting beat up. They're getting beat on the rush. The, the, um, the four check is just crushing them, especially the, um, especially when when uh, uh, yeah. the ball the ball marina line is just not getting the puck out of the zone, and you know the Bre Brendan Smith, uh, uh, he lost his stick in the the other night in on the island. He lost his stick and was complaining to the ref. And meanwhile, uh, Brock Nelson was one on one with uh, with Akira for a goal, and it's just like, what's going on back there? You know, like you know in they're Dougie's playing great. I think Ball's playing great, uh, but everybody else is just like they're playing like they got yeah, a, like they got a crap in their pants. It's like what what the, what I the don't hell know is going how on? The, I don't yeah. know how the the entire uh, coaching staff can sit there and look at tape together and not and someone not say, "Listen, we we need to make a move or seriously start at least getting take. We need to take another look at somebody." Especially considering how um, you know line change happy sure. uh, Lindy Ruff is, but he's, he he hasn't made a single adjustment on the defensive side when he has a very viable option to like and to bring Nemich up, move move Mar Marino and Hughes together and let Ball be on the back end with a very and, talented and shelter their and minutes. Nemich. I think it's pretty it's pretty easy. Yeah. Um, one of the guys who they have hadn't had the shelter his minutes at all is our boy Jack Hughes. And man, like I don't know if we've ever seen a player like this ever offensively for the Devils. What he is doing, and and one of the things that's really standing out to me. Listen, I love all the points. He's got ten points in four games. He's leading the league, and he has been phenomenal. He could have easily have had three or four goals the other night if it wasn't for Sorokin. Um, but one of the things that has really impressed me has been he made some really sweet defensive plays the other night where he back-checked and made a couple and, and stole the puck. And you could tell that his game is definitely maturing. One of the problems I had with Jack in the very beginning was he turned the puck over a lot. And anytime the player plays with the puck on their stick that much, that's going to happen. That's just the way it is. But I think he's been a lot more responsible with the puck. I, it seems like he's turning himself into a leader on the team. He's clearly a heart and soul guy. He has all of the moves and all the skill. Um, the 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 goal that he had in front of the net with the pass from Palat was just like the power play is firing on all cylinders, obviously. But he has just been he's been incredible. Uh, Sky is the limit for Jack Hughes. Like, I don't even – and it, you know what's funny is, like, even his interviews, you could tell he's, like, starting to mature a little bit and take on, like, a leadership role in the interviews uh, after the games and stuff. So, I mean, we can talk about Jack Hughes all day, but, you know, what was your thoughts on, on the game on, on Friday night? Uh, well, before I jump into Jack Hughes, I think I think a huge congratulations are in order for uh, Capo Caco, who recorded his wow. 100th point the, over the weekend. Oh, wow. congratulations! Big round good of applause. Uh, so sh shout out to all those Lakers fans who told me <laughs> Capo was better. <laughs> uh, you friggin' idiots! Uh, but uh, no, I Steve no, I oh, shout out to Steve Valakat. Not oh, yet. Jeez. Yeah, seriously. fuck that guy. <laughs> um, uh, 
No, um, dude, I, not, I, not to be dramatic, but I would die for Jack Hughes. That kid is just, he is, he is the freaking man. And you could, and you, like you said, the leadership aspect of it, you know, he is really maturing into our, like he already is, was the franchise player, but it's just like, it's just so satisfying to watch, watch him, listen to him after the games, his, you know, his love for this team. And, you know, that overtime period, he was just, he would go to the bench and he would go to the bench after his shift and rest for like 20 seconds and be already halfway over the boards waiting to get back on. And it was just like, he was like, get me the puck, you know, big time players make big time plays. And he, you know, he really took over that overtime, which was so satisfying to see. Um, he's just, you know, he is, he's leads mm-hmm. the league in points, right. Uh, which is awesome. And I the, like the defensive aspect of it, you know, he is just, he's just developing into really the perfect modern day hockey player. And I am just over the moon about watching this kid. And uh, I think he's got some hardware yeah, in his future. And as early, and so as, early as this year, see the, like that his game still has room for growth and the stuff that he's able to do, he's gaining more confidence. I mean, you know, he talked about his overtime goal and how he saw the defenseman, his feet, the guy's footwork. And then that, you know, he knew that he was able to shoot the puck because he was going to open up. And it's like his hockey IQ is through the roof. And it's like, I get it. He's not like a big guy, but he's actually put on some weight and gotten stronger. And I think that you're starting to see it in his shot because he's definitely, um, he, he's becoming more lethal with his shot. He was always known as a playmaker and a guy that could dish the puck. And um, he's starting to net some goals. Yeah, it's like he knows... He, he he knows how good he is, which is really refreshing to see. And when he's on the ice, he just he just exudes confidence. With um, and 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 off the ice, it's never about him. Which is, you know, he answers all the questions the right way. It's never about him. It's always about the Devils, the Devils, the Devils. And uh, yeah, he, he man, he actually he made just, a comment. Um, he made a comment about Timo Meyer which I thought was interesting. And he said, you know, if Timo Meyer's on the bench a lot, that means that he's not playing well and the Devils aren't going to play well. And, you know, there could there there was probably a, a different way he could have worded that, but the fact that he is just being honest and it's like, listen, if Timo Meyer's if you're getting benched, dude, we got we got problems, you know what I mean? And I thought that Timo Meyer played a much more well-rounded game playing on Hughes's wing. He looked faster. He was involved in the play a lot more. He had two assists. I love the assist that he had on the Dougie goal. He took the puck basically from end to end and then made a, a low to high pass and, and Dougie blasted one. But I really liked what I saw and the response that we got from Timo Meyer on, uh, on Friday. Dad, what, what did you think of Meyer's game on Friday? The pickles having some internet problems right now. He's coming I, and going. I don't, I don't think he's, he's coming and going pretty quick. Um, yeah, but yeah, I just thought that I thought that Meyer. I had I had no issue with the comment. Absolutely none. You know, I think Jack he calls it like he sees it. He said, you know, they all the you know the core of that team, Jack, Nico, Jesper, uh, and along with Tommy Fitz, they have a vision for what this organization should be and what it what it what it could be. Um, and it's just like, hey, yeah, man, you got to hold. You got to hold play better. Accountable. You need to play and better. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, he's, and it's it's it. Jack's voice matters in the room, it, it, which is, in, for such a young player, uh, which is just incredible. And I would just, I had absolutely zero co- issue with the comment. And Timo came out on fire. Um, you know. You know, we all were all excited about that Hughes Bratifoli line, but it looks like I think, uh, you know, they have to sacrifice that line for the betterment of the team going, f- not going forward, but you know, until you know, Wendy decides his next change is in order. But um, yeah, it's just uh, he's just yeah. he's just a man. He's great. I, just, I don't have anything else. You have it. You have nothing. I have nothing else to say about him. But he's yeah, just he looks really man. good, and we and there's like a real sense of comfort. Uh, going into an overtime when you have a guy like him or being down a goal when you have a guy like him on the ice and it's like you start double shifting him and it's like, holy crap. I mean, 
they, he comes in waves. Uh, one of the guys who it was really cool to see get on the board was our boy Tyler Toffoli. He gets his first goal as a devil, and you got to see what that release looks like. That was a really sweet shot. It doesn't take much from him to to really let it rip. Uh, so it was good. You want to see these guys, um, get, especially guys who are proven goal scorers, and who, uh, they want to come in and they want to make a difference right away. Get the first goal. Get the monkey off your back. So you could just worry about playing hockey moving forward. I thought the Foley played good. Um, and then you could even go down to the fourth line. I thought that Lazar and Bastion both had very good games. Um, Bastion had a huge block at the end of the game. And Lazar played a very north-south straight line, uh, four-checking, physical game. I I didn't have a problem with, uh, with the fourth line. I thought that they contributed and pretty much made their biggest impact. I was worried about moving McLeod up to the third line and what was what that was going to do if he was the glue that really kept the fourth line together. But overall, I thought both of those guys played uh, a really strong, um, simple game. I actually think McLeod has earned this earned that spot to stay on the third line. You know, he's he's he has been outside of Jack and Jesper and Dougie. You know, the superstars. McLeod's been the best player on the team, in my opinion. He, he drives pucks. He drives the puck. You know, he's just a ma- elite, elite in the face-off circle. Uh, and uh, I, I, I would like to see him on that third line with Holtz and how, see how he can drive the play for that kid. You know, he he can open. He opens up space and maybe. And it doesn't really matter where Hall plays, right. in my opinion. You know, he will he will excel on the fourth line with with Bastion and, and Lazar, and that's incredible fourth line if they, if they were to do that they're, I don't think they're going to you know they had they moved they had uh Hall back right. in practice today and he was back with which with is good to see like, but, I, I'm glad yeah. like I was worried like I hope that it wasn't this nagging injury that was actually something bigger than it really was I hope that this is like he needed a couple days off and or you know maybe it's a strained muscle or something like that but to see Hall he seemed like he was in a he wasn't in a non-contact uh, jersey, so hopefully he can get back. I like Hall on the third line. I'm not going to lie. I like Hall as the third line center. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, because like, for sure, McLeod uh, on the fourth I, line is just like that's like serious depth. You know what I mean? Like, and that's a mismatch. Yeah, I am just I'm just a big Mikey McLeod guy. I think I think he has just been outstanding this year. He was outstanding yep, in the playoffs last year. Um, he's yeah, you know I I'd almost like. I'd almost like Tommy Fitz to give his agent a call now to extend him beyond this year. You know, he's, he's uh, become invaluable to this team, you know, especially in the overtimes when they, they put him sure. out on the ice to win the face off, face off, get off like yep. lacrosse. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was good to see Holla back out there today. Uh, Nico was back out there today. What a brush of fret there. That one kind of ner- made me nervous a little bit. I thought we were going to be without El Capitan for a while, but he was back out there. Looks like he's. They're both Holla and Nico are going to play tomorrow. I know. I, I got to uh, kind of touch on Nico real quick. So, uh, just being completely honest, Nico is like probably my favorite player on the team. He has to learn how to. He has to learn how to protect himself. He puts himself in way too many yeah. bad positions. You have to live to fight another day, dude. And it's like, how many times have we seen Nico Heischer coming through the neutral zone and almost get totally creamed along the wall? Or it's like he got hit by Cal Cutterbuck in the first period that Siegenthaler went over and stood up for him for the first time. How many times is Nico Heischer getting the shit kicked out of him? And we're hoping that a devil is going to come and stand up for him. At some point... Self-preservation is very important and it's a very it's part of being a responsible hockey player. It's more important for him to be able to lead the team out on the ice every night than it is for him to go in and make some I I respect the fact that he's willing to sacrifice his body in order to make a play in the first period of a game, but self-preservation is very important and I'd like to see him get a little smarter about some of the decisions that he's making, I, I, I love the fact that he plays with everything, but we need him long term, and like for him to continuously put himself in vulnerable positions, it's like he's going to get injured one of these days. And we've seen him; he's had an injury history. I just want to see him maybe pick and choose his battles a little bit more. You want to get down and block shots at the end of a game, you know what I mean? If they put you out there, or 
you know, you want to make a play to get a puck out of the zone at the end of a game and you're going to take a big hit, that's one thing. But, like, there's no need to go out of your way in the first period to, like, move the puck through the neutral zone that's going to allow you to get completely clobbered. You know what I mean? Hey, welcome back there, Pickle. Appreciate that. <laughs> what have you been doing over well, there? My computer ran out of battery and uh, wouldn't start back up. I think uh, the outlet shot in that room there. So I'm back. The internet's down. The World Wide Web's down. The battery's down. I'm your typical old man that doesn't know how to use anything electronic. I'm still uh, writing checks and stuff. So, so to keep you up to date, we're talking about Nico Heischer right now, and I was just saying, like, do you ever feel like he, he needs to start learning when to take these risks on when it's worth it to take a big hit like that in order to move a puck or make a play? Like, I feel like... He's constantly one like lunge for a puck in the neutral zone that leaves his entire upper body wide open to get creamed from no you know, for sure for sure being out for twenty games you know what I mean like no I know for sure but I think that's his game I don't think you could take that out of him I think that's just who he is he's uh you know he's a gamer I know I think I think he should learn that though because it would it would make me feel better if he would because he another ten years. Yeah. We're going to be trying to make the Stanley Cup and trying to win a cup. And it's like, you're going to need Nico Heischer on the ice to lead the team. He's the captain of the team. Like, he come is. On. He's the number one overall pick. So it's like, come on, man. Like, be a little smarter. I, I, everyone, I like that he leads by example. But at some point, you just have to, like, pick and choose your battles a little bit. Um, I mean, the pickle's right, though. That, that, that's his game. It is. You know, no no he, doubt about it. it, it, it and... You know, he plays that Patrice Bergeron style of game. The only problem is, the only problem is, Patrice Bergeron was 6'2", 200. The Devil's website has Nico listed at 6'1", 175. So realistically, he's probably 6'1", 165. Uh, And teams know that if they hit, if they hit Nico enough, he's going to be, he's, they're going to take him out. And they know if Nico's out of the lineup, that affects the Devils. He's really only immense, 165, 175 pounds. I'm, I mean, I'm speculating. The Devils' website hasn't lifted, listed at 175, and you know. No, I, I know, I know. They always though. add a little. That, that usually, that usually means that they add, right. they add a little. Yeah. Wow, I thought he was a little bigger than that. Um, I, I did too, and uh, but I was interested to see. I, I looked at, I went on today. And I was like, damn, they only have him listed at 175. Like, you know, he's got to. He definitely gotta has to bulk up. He's got to get in the, he's, he's get in right. the squat rack, you know. Totally. You know who I thought what was an encouraging play in the game was Luke Hughes made a really bad play that le- turned into a goal. It went the other way he, on a turnover. But then re- he came right back scored and scored a goal, a goal yeah. right after that. And I thought it was good to, like, see his response and see his mental toughness. Uh, for a young player who, you know, you're going to make some gaffes, especially as a defenseman, and he was able to jump right back in it. Now, I'm not trying to nitpick anything. Our power play just went four uh, for five, and um, the power play looks really good. We're moving the puck really well. I kind of, like, feel like Dougie Hamilton belongs on the first power play unit, though. No? I don't think we need to no, change No, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be me. fooling it's with that the, right now. Yeah, touch, exactly. Tell Detroit yeah. to change theirs, too. <laughs> he's, been, yeah. he's been hitting the net, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I just – and I still think Luke Hughes is very good, and I think Luke Hughes could run the first power play, no problem. And you're right. Like, there's no need to change it if it ain't broke right now. But to me, it just seems weird that – Hughes is getting power play one minutes over Dougie Hamilton. Do you think it could have anything to do with uh, his brother? No. You don't think you think that has nothing to no. do with him and Brat? Him and what? I was thinking maybe maybe they were thinking, you know, him him and it and his brother and Brat, they're they kind of you know, they're kind of you know, shifty people and stuff like that that they could move the puck quicker. Dougie's got the the cannon that when he gets a when he gets a puck he's going to slam it but yeah. it's working. I don't it's even working. Ent- yeah, I don't even want to entertain 
this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're not, Thanks, don't, we're not, like, let's not, let's not, let's not, let's not change the. Did Holtz uh, get short? Let's not change. Did Holtz anything. get short shifted at one point in the third period? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think he might have. I think they might have. I think they might have moved them. Let's see. Or that they might have. They might have skipped them. Uh, I thought his play was good again. He's a guy. He had a couple dangles in that game where it looked pretty sweet, and it's like he's the time is coming for him. I have no doubt in my mind. Yeah. He looks. I think Holtzak's going to make a big deal too, as far as just depth and line combos and everything like that. So yeah. Um, and they might have short shifted him. Being that Nico was out and they had to, they had to really put the lines in a blender. Um, they definitely but, did. He only got ten minutes that game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's also if you're scoring on power play one all the time and he's not coming out on power play two, that's going to be. I mean, they had ten minutes in power plays too. So, um, and he didn't get any overtime, ice time, but. Um, that's got to be. I mean, being an Islanders fan, if you if that happened to us, you know, four power play goals, I put my freaking head right. Like team, I mean, teams are teams already around the league know that they cannot take penalties yeah, against the, the Devils because you will get. And burned. they had no business being in that game anyway. If it wasn't, no, it's like no. that was. It no, was no. so lopsided. It was so lopsided. What you saw. Um, yeah, it was incredibly lopsided. Like, you, it looked like, you know, it looked like, as far as skate, like the skaters go, it looked like an, an NHL team playing an NHL team. Like, that's how much, how much faster the Devils, the Devils looked it than did. the Islanders. It definitely and, did. And, uh, minus the goalies. Right. It was, that was minus fl- the goalies. flip-flop there. <laughs> um, you, Dad, do you have any other touch points that you want to touch on? Um, not really. I, I'd like to see uh, Dawson Mercer, you know, get on the board, get something going. Yeah, that would be that would be that would be big. I I have faith in him. Not worried about him either. But you'd like to see him get started. Last year he got a little streaky. Um, you know, just break the ice. He'll get one. So let's say he gets one tomorrow. You know, with, I think playing. he will. Yeah, I think well, he will. Yeah, that, that was his team. He was a Habs fan growing up. Yep. I believe. Yeah. Uh, so let's, you know, he's probably gonna have family in the building. Let's. Uh, I'm putting a bet in. I'll put it in now. Anytime goal scorer Dawson Mercer tomorrow. You know what the bet was? The bet was for uh, the Calder, the Hart, and the the Calder, the Hart, and Norris, the Hughes brothers. Hundred bucks could have got you nine hundred grand. Well, we know Connor Bedard's winning the Calder. No, no, he's not. No, he's not. I got seventy-four more points to go, man. No. Speaking of bets, it's that time, guys. Billion-dollar picks straight from Uncle Phil Mickelson. Last week, we picked ourselves up off the mat, out of the gutter. We went two and one. We took Vegas over Winnipeg, money line. We won that. We took Colorado, puck line, minus 1.5 over Chicago. We win that. The Toronto Maple Leafs drop one to the Florida Panthers. So right now, we are 3-3, three and three, but those couple money line picks really screwed us in week one. So we're minus 350 bucks. But... We're on our way back, all right? So this week, Million Dollar Picks, this is who I got. And one of these I really like. So tomorrow, we got a full slate. Every team in the NHL plays tomorrow. So this is when you're going to go on. You're going to watch your Frozen Frenzy. You're going to put your bets in. You're going to come back. You're going to say, Uncle Phil, thank you so much. I got... uh, the Dallas Stars coming into Pittsburgh at minus 115. Dallas is the real deal. They haven't really turned it on yet, but Pittsburgh can't defend for shit, and I do not have faith. Um, I Dallas is on a two-game winning streak, and Pittsburgh is on a two-game losing streak. So I'm expecting both of those streaks to continue, and I like the value at minus 115 for the Dallas Stars. Next up, 
It's our boys. It's the New Jersey Devils. Now, Montreal and Buffalo are the only two teams playing tonight. So that means that tomorrow, Montreal is going to be playing a back-to-back, coming off of a back-to-back. But here's the thing. Montembeau is not going to be playing in goal tomorrow. So it's Jake Allen and Montembeau are usually the two starters. Instead, they want to roll out Caden Primo. Caden Primo, dude, you got another thing coming, pal. The Devils have finally put in their first Devil-like performance of the year on Friday. You're going to have Vitek and Net, and I think the Devils are going to shell Montreal in Montreal. Now, there's two more here. One, I like Colorado at the Islanders tomorrow, minus 142. I think that that's good value. But even more, because, I mean, the Islanders, they have nine goals in four games. The Avalanche have 21 goals in five games, and they're a plus 13 goal differential. I don't think that you talk about speed. The Devils play with speed. Well, Colorado plays with a ton of speed, and I don't think that, I, I mean, it would take a really, really incredible performance by Sorokin for the Islanders to stop the Colorado Avalanche, in my opinion. But I also, I really like, when I think about speed mismatches, to me, it's the Devils coming back home on a back-to-back. And I understand it's a back-to-back, but, man, Washington is slow, and they are old. It's like Washington is in big, big trouble. I think the the Capitals have six goals in four games. It's It's, it's also a back-to-back for uh, Washington that night. Correct. And Ovechkin is not getting shots on net. There's there are minus nine goal differential. If any of these guys start getting on the board for the Devils, some of our big guys, I think Washington is in big big trouble. Uh, so I'm I'm hammering the Devils this week. That's that's what I'm looking at. And I actually in that Devils game, they don't have the lineup yet, but I'm doing a puck line. So I'm not laying two hundred and fifty dollars to win a hundred. I like the Devils to win by two goals. So. Those are my uh, four picks this week for billion-dollar picks. Patty, you got anything? You're taking Mercer anytime goal score. Yeah, I'm gonna add. I'm adding that to my slate. Anytime goal score for Mercer, uh, my boy, the Merce dog, or as my brother calls him, the Dawson. Um, <laughs> my other, my other picks. Uh, I really like uh, where to go. I really like Dallas Stars tomorrow night against the Penguins. Uh, puck line minus one, one and a half. Uh, they're the it's plus two oh five, so a hundred dollar bet wins you three oh five. Um, just good odds, like you said. Penguins defense has been brutal, um, and the, the, I think the Stars are the best team in the West. Uh, Eric Carlson can't play defense, dude. No, he's also old as shit. <laughs> yeah. He can't play defense. It's bad. Yeah. Uh, my other pick, uh, we're gonna go actually because I just I, I know that they um, they impressed me the other night out in San Jose. Uh, we're gonna go same thing. I, I'm a puck line guy. Uh, I. So we're going to go puck line, Boston Bruins, plus 114 versus the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Boston, they're big, man. That, like, that was my first time sitting in a lower bowl, getting to be up close to the Boston Bruins, and they, they are big. They are fast. I don't think they're going to have any problems getting to the playoffs this year. Uh, they really impressed me. I know a lot of people you know, saying they're going to take a step back, but – I mean, obviously, anybody's going to take a step back from that season they had last year. But, you know, they are still right. a top three team in the Atlantic. Uh, I, Chicago has played better than I than expected. You know, our boy Bedard has been lighting it up. That goal that he had the other night at home was at, at the United Center was awesome. Oh, it was sick. Uh, but I still think Boston Bruins, it'll be uh, 3-2 in the third. They'll get an empty netter, 4-2 win for the Bees. Uh, and my third and final pick, we are going to go – with I, we're on the same page here, Billy. We are going to go Colorado Avalanche plus one seventy puck line against the New York Islanders. Uh, yep. they, they are the the um, the Avalanche are just like us in in, uh, in terms of speed and getting pucks on net. Uh, they are just going to overwhelm the Islanders just as our skaters did, but with better goaltending, and they dominate out on the islands and cook up some fish sticks. I love it. I love it. We're on the, we're on the same page. We got a lot of the same stuff. You know what was really cool was to see Leo Carlson, who a lot of people gave Anaheim shit for for taking number two overall over Fantilli, comes out in his first game and he sniped one. It was yeah. really sweet. And then to see his he. I, he's going to be a player. Like I think people slept on him. There is not a ton of, 
you know, it's like a lot easier to watch Fantilli play for the University of Michigan than it is to watch him play in Sweden. And that kid looks like a stone cold killer. I would not be surprised if if uh, Leo Carlson becomes the real deal. And uh, yeah, uh, Friedman brought him up in Thirty Two Thoughts, and he said he's got like he did an interview after the game, and he's got like a really bad stutter. And he was saying like, <laughs> and he was saying how, and Friedman was saying how he used to have a stutter. And he was saying how it was cool that the kid stood in there. He's 18 years old. It was his first game ever. And he has a language barrier too. And he, and he's got a stutter and it's like all this stuff's going on. And the kid just stood <laughs> talk in about there. pressure yeah. Yeah, and he stood in there and just took it all. Like, and was just like, yeah, like no Good for him. went after it. So that was really cool. That was really cool to see. Now I really like the devil's next two games. Um, and I feel like this is a time where we should go talk to Sill and see who this week's true enemies are. Our true enemy has yet to reveal himself. Okay, now our true enemies are not always the best player on the team. These are people that we just have to watch out for because you want to get through a game without dealing with any other bullshit. So tomorrow, this guy is a loose cannon, and we got to make sure that we keep our players away from him Arbor Jack High. Dude, what is that guy's deal? He is insane. I don't know where he's from or what's going on, but he's just attacking people, fighting Ryan Reeves and knocking the net over. Like, that dude is... His game uh, is right out of the 80s. Uh, you know, it's like I'm doing the um, the trainer in Rocky. Stay away from him. If anybody, if anybody gets near him, stay away from him. Uh, no, I mean, you know, the, the Montreal is just not a very talented team. And, you know, they kind of have to rely on some physicality and try to stay in games that way. You know, that, I mean, I mean, it hasn't really worked for them, but, you know, I, yeah, nobody get in that guy's way, you know. Yeah, like just, yeah. we don't need, yeah. we don't want views on the ice or around that guy. We no. don't need, we don't need anyone trying to be a tough guy no. and bring an answer in the bell. Maybe, maybe Smith. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, maybe. Um, but but, but, but yeah. in terms of physicality, it was nice. Uh, I think Ball's really taken that next step. He's starting to realize how big he is. You know, we saw. Oh, absolutely. You see, you see him push Palmieri into the into the boards the other night. I was like, hell yeah! Right, I was right. like, hell yeah, Ball. Uh, actually, in my section up in one hundred and seven. Anytime Kevin Ball's on the out on the ice, there's these two guys behind me. They yell, who's out? And the entire section yells, Ball's out. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. You guys should bring that down into the lower bowls. <laughs> All right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'll start getting the corporate people yeah. next to me. It. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another guy who I think the Devils are going to have to look out for, and this is just this is kind of the way the world works when you play the Washington Capitals is Tom Wilson. And it's like Tom Wilson is a guy who he's got talent too. And he was a guy that I would love to see on the devils. But when it comes to he, and he sees a lot of ice time. So that's the difference between him and some of these other goons is he get, he gets a lot of ice time. Um, like a guy like Nico, he has to be careful and protect himself when yeah. he's skating around. And he, if, if you try to make a play and you overextend yourself, Tom Wilson might make you pay for it. So Let's let's keep these guys at arm's length and try to get through these next two games that look like they should be games that we could take advantage of the the talent on on Montreal, which they don't have a ton of it, and then the foot speed in Washington, which they're a slow old team who looks like they finally, you know, they had a good run, but it's finally catching up. Father Time is finally catching up with them. I think this is an opportunity for the Devils to to put two together. And at that point, we would be what four one and one. Yep, I thought you were going to go with. Ove- I thought yeah. you were going to go with Ovechkin there, just because he kills right, us. Because he's he's bound to he score has, a goal has, sooner think, or later. Well, I, think, I think he has. I think the Devils are the team he's scored the most against. Uh, he just he yeah. dominates us uh, every time he plays us. He, you know, it's just it's just the Alex Ove- Ovechkin show. Um, the, as far as you know, Mister Wilson, you know, Devils. Devils just got to play their game. They can they can stay yep. they can stay away from these guys and just, just skate around them and don't play. get caught up in the don't get caught up. Yeah, and they don't and they don't normally yeah. you know they learned that yep. in the Rangers series I think you know they tried to play 
a more physical game against the Rangers in those first two games, you know, try to change it up for them. It didn't work for them. And then they went back to playing their game, skating, playing offense, beating them on the scoreboard. And they really, you know, took it home. And that's what they got to do against teams that are going to look to go after their young superstars. Just play your game. Don't get caught up in the bullshit. Yeah. How funny is it on Twitter today? There's a, uh, there's an Alexei uh, Lafreniere fan out there that uh, is, is showing the stats that he has two goals and Alex Ovechkin has none. <laughs> Comparing him, yeah, it was like, wow, that's 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 a that's a no, reach. They're not they're yeah. not exactly the brightest across the river there, as we uh, as, <laughs> as we talked about, we, well, while you were gone. We talked we talked about that earlier in the show because uh, you know, uh, pickle. Uh, Capo Kaka recorded his 100th point of his career over the weekend. I heard that. Wow. I heard that. He almost, yeah, yeah. I, I commented on that that post too. <laughs> um, I love it. You know, I, you know I what's cool is uh, I got my brother Kyle is going to be flying in tomorrow. So he's going to watch the Montreal game here. And then we're going to go up and, and catch the game at the Rock on Wednesday. Pickle, you're back down in Florida. Patty's back home from San Jose. People are coming. People are going. It's not just happening here. It's not just happening here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be good to have Kyle at a game. Obviously, it's like you know, growing up going to games with him and having him in town is gonna be really fun. Patty, you gonna be at the game, bro? I'll be there. Uh, I'm gonna try to get there early. And I haven't hit Krugs yet this year. I'm gonna try to hit it. To, I'm gonna try to hit it on. Uh, on Wednesday, uh, gotta get I gotta get my burger fixed from there, and uh, but yeah, nice. I'll be there. I'll see you out on Edison Place. Nice, um, cool. You got anything else, Dad? I just have my one pick for the week, and that's that Adrian doesn't let you take Nina to the bathroom anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll take, I I'll take the money line. I'll take the turd line. I'll take any line on that. <laughs> I'm sorry for my extended child uh, <laughs> toilet story to start this podcast. But You're getting more and more like me, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> my dad has like so many shit stories. It's so weird. And he, and he gets him and his buddies together and they just start laughing. And I'm like, at what point do you just start? This is like the topic of conversation every time you get together. Never grow up. But, uh, Never grow up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Cool. Well, thank you both for hopping on. Patty, enjoy your dinner tonight. And um, we'll get back to you guys after, probably on Thursday, after uh, Tuesday and Wednesday's game. Patty, I'll see you up at The Rock. And uh, we'll talk soon from the Trap Podcast. Later, guys. See ya.
Yeah.